Hello again, my friends. Welcome back to the Jaguar Report Fantasy Football Podcast. Thankfully, this is still the only fantasy podcast for fans in first place of the AFC South. So, Monday night happened and it was a thing. Here's here's to every amount of good juju vibes or stem cells we could inject into Trevor's ankle. We definitely don't want Trevor to take any part of the uh, Aaron Rodgers rehab regiment. Speaking of fantasies, let's talk fantasy. As always, any rankings I have in scoring are half PPR. And first up is Trevor. He was this week's QB5. He's brought himself up to the QB13 for the season. And he had 25.1 fantasy points. The good news is that Trevor once again played lights out. Really sucks that in the middle of arguably the best stretch of his career and fighting for a first, uh, the number one seed in a first round bye, he gets his ankle stepped on. And it happened in the way that it did. But thankfully he's Gumby. He went 22 for 29 for 258 yards, threw two touchdowns, and he ran for another one again. Every time the Bengals scored, it, it just seemed like he had an answer. Sure, the defense had zero business letting letting that happen against Jake Browning of all people, but it was amazing to watch Trevor respond repeatedly. Really looked like we were in for uh, watching uh, Greg Jennings put the team on his back performance. If you if you know, you know. And he was just going to will them to a win. His third straight game is QB six or higher. And as of Thursday night, which is when I'm recording, it sure seems like he's going to try his best to give this a go somehow on Sunday. Travis Etienne, this week's running back 12. He still finds himself as the running back three. And he had 15.9 fantasy points. Early on, it looked like we we were going to be in for a big ETN game as he capped off the opening drive with a touchdown on the way to what we all were expecting, uh, an easy Jaguars win. But obviously, it wasn't the case. The matchup was there for him, as I talked about last week. Uh, the Bengals ranking 27th in EPA and in success rate on defense. The efficiency just never got going again. And he finished with 11 carries for 45 yards. He made a nice impact in the passing game again with four catches for 34 yards, including that big 19-yard catch catch and run on the last drive of the game to put the Jags into field goal range for the uh, game-tying kick. I know the offensive line has really struggled lately and the injuries aren't helping, but it, it really felt like they just abandoned the run game in a game where they were never down big. At this point, I'll take my chances with five extra ETN carries in replace of a few of those Ridley end-arounds or other behind-the-scrimmage throws, but whatever. Uh, Christian Kirk? Man, that sucks. Wide receiver 59 for the week, falls to wide receiver 28 on the year, 3.1 fantasy points. Not much to say, gets injured on the first play on nice catch. And his fantasy season's over. It looks like, you know, he may have a shot to re- return in time for like a, a deep playoff run if we're, the, if we're at that point. But we get one more week till the playoffs here, and then you get three weeks of fantasy playoffs. So his fantasy season is toast, and that really sucks. 
But Parker Washington stepped in and looked really nice. He had a few moments. Um, kind of looked a little lost, but I think with, you know, more prep and reps and practice, you know, a nice, we'll see a nice turnaround. But he was the wide receiver 15 on the week with 15.1 fantasy points. He was probably a hot waiver wire ad in, in your league, and rightfully so. He caught all six of his targets for 61 yards, including that crazy touchdown catch on the bobbled tip pass, whatever it was. He did have, like I mentioned, a few plays. He looked a little bit lost, including the one where Trevor got hurt, unfortunately, um, where if Parker was maybe turning around earlier and looking, Trevor could have got the ball out. But, I mean, it is what it is. It was really encouraging to see him catch everything thrown his way. I mean especially including a couple of clutch first downs there in the game. Which brings us to Calvin Ridley, this week's wide receiver 46. And he is now the wide receiver 24 on the season. He had 5.3 fantasy points. And it wasn't a great day for him, but it, it felt like a classic Ridley floor game. This, this time he didn't draw any penalties, but he probably should have early in the game. He didn't come down with that wild heave from Trevor, but he probably could have or should have. And the one he did catch was called back for holding, which wasn't a hold. Yeah, I said it. I really don't mind mixing in an end around with him, but miss me with doing it three times a game. It was just such a coulda, woulda, shoulda game for Calvin, which is just pretty par for the course here um, when things aren't really going his way. And Zay Jones was the wide receiver 27 this week um, with 10.3 fantasy points. I'll contest that Zay's been brought back to fantasy relevance only because of Kirk's injury, but we'll never truly know. He caught five of eight targets for 78 yards with a long of 24 yards. And realistically, if Kirk didn't get hurt, I guess it, I would guess if you took those 14 combined targets for Zay Jones and Parker Washington, they'd probably look like 10 to 4, or 9-5 to five in Kirk's favor over Jones. Regardless, here we are. Uh, Zay Jones and Washington could both be flex plays this week, but good luck guessing which one of them does better any given week. And of course, right when I questioned Evan Ingram, he went out and had his best game of the season. He was tight end 3 this week, which brought him back up to tight end 9, and he had 18.7 fantasy points. Caught all, uh, yeah, all nine of his targets, 82 yards and a touchdown. And I touched on last week's podcast about how much the Bengals have really struggled against tight ends, and it was obviously uh, the case again. It's it's still pretty crazy to me to think that Ingram caught his first touchdown of the year, and it came from outside the red zone. Some of his boosts may have been a result of Christian Kirk going down, but regardless, it was a great bounce back game for Ingram who now finds himself as a tight end nine, and it was it was pretty nice to see him show that ceiling for fantasy. Now, I didn't touch on the Browns at all with any of those dudes, and like as far as forecasting what they might look like this week, and there's a few reasons. First is Trevor. His status obviously changes everything. Uh... I don't think I really need to explain why. Second, the weather. Right now, Thursday night, it looks like high of 48, uh, pretty rainy, steady rain, and 15 mile an hour winds. 
now I'm a Midwesterner myself and 48 degrees in December, even with the rain is a delight in comparison to what it would be like if it were 15 degrees out. But nonetheless, the forecast could change and depending on the rain or the wind, the game style could change itself. Now, if we're getting into like steady 15 to 20 mile an hour winds with higher gusts, that's when you can really start to see impacts in the passing game. But if it's only gusting at like 15 to 20, uh, the guys are usually pretty fine. But the last, de- the last point here, and this is the, the biggest one, the Browns' defense is just really damn good. They're second in DVOA. They're first in both EPA, EPA per play and success rate on defense. It, it was already a really tough game to start, but now with Trevor being hurt or out and the weather, this just gets harder. I honestly don't feel great about any of the offensive pieces this week. And Etan is really the only guy in fantasy that you're 100% starting without question. Uh, the Week 13 betting card was great. It was a clean sweep for me. I went Evan Ingram over 42.5 receiving yards for two units. One unit for Jaguars team total over 23.5 points. And then on the non-Jaguars bets, I just put both units on Tyreek Hill over 97.5 yards. And the uh, the clean sweep feels really good, especially as prior to last week. I was on a bit of a cold streak, so now last week was a slight win. We get the sweep this week. It feels good. I was obviously very confident in Ingram over 42.5 yards, but I didn't feel super great about any other Jags player props, mainly because I was expecting a blowout. And and a lot of times in those blowouts, when you jump out early and don't let the other team do anything, you kind of can jump into cruise control, and it gets pretty murky for betting, trying to hit your, your totals and stuff. Um, because of that, I decided to put both of my units on Evan Ingram here, and it worked out. In my last one, I put it on the team total. Um, even though the defense didn't show up, offense still cruised to 31 points, and that one was never in question. Tyreek stays Tyreek. He had 157 yards on five catches and a blowout. And, I mean, he's just insane. He's my league MVP, and I don't care. I took the same approach as Ingram here with two units because I was just that confident in Tyreek. And also, looking back, I've noticed a few times where I forced a play here or there just to fill out Five units at and at one unit apiece. And damn it, it's my betting column, and there's no rules. Um, that brings us to checking in on the Jags against the spread. Obviously, they lost, which means they lost the spread because they were favorites. They are now eight and four against the spread in total. Three and four at home, five and zero oh on the road. Six and two as favorites, and two and two as underdogs. This week against the Browns on the road, like I said with the weather, they are plus three underdogs, and the game total is set at 32. Probably both pretty fair lines given Trevor's uncertainty and the total being low. Same thing. Trevor's uncertainty, uh, Joe Flacco starting... And the weather. This is probably just going to be a slap fest either way. 
and not ideal for fantasy or betting. Um, I'm not going to release my betting article on Friday as I normally do because of Trevor and the weather. I'll probably write it Saturday midday when I have a pretty, uh, pretty clear idea of how things might go Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, that's all I got. Um, thanks for tuning in. Peace out.